Hey everyone, this is Dan. Stay tuned until the end for a promo for a new podcast called Pat's Podcast Kit. That's a lot of plosives. Uh, both myself and Nikki do voice acting for this show, so you do not want to miss the promo. Does everyone have a fun fact? Oh. Oh, oh no. For our, our, damn. our starting segment, Oops. Bird Facts. Are we sold on Bird Facts? Because I feel like the jury's out on that. I think Fun no, Facts. You started Bird Facts. <laughs> I named Bird Facts, I, but you started Bird Facts. It's the name that's... You not, don't like the branding of Bird Facts? It's, it's not going well with with uh, polling. Do you want me to call <laughs> an ambulance for you? Because this sounds like a whole polling. lot of crying. Listen, our focus group doesn't, they're confused by it because we're not giving bird facts, we're giving fun facts. So calling but it But you bird guys facts. are like the bird brains or something. I, I gave a fact about a <laughs> you, bird. That's true. You did talk about wrens last time. All right, and whatever. I have another fact about wrens. Ooh, go for it. Bird, bird facts. My bird fact is that wrens, male wrens, often keep multiple nests and they are very good dads who look after all of their children of their various wives all summer long and take equal part in raising them. Hargrave wren, however, does not. <laughs> I love the twist that you put on the end. That makes yeah, it great. Yeah, me too. Those are very good. <laughs> I like that there's a lot of ambiguity there. And so he doesn't have a lot of homes or he's got, he's like a trucker with a family in every town. He just takes crap care of them. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ambiguous. Yeah. I yeah. love it. <laughs> uh, the Lindsay Starling fun fact, bird fact. Bird, bird facts. Is the reason Lindsay doesn't like magic. Oh. oh, I thought this was going to come up in game. Yes, well, please. I guess it could. I just haven't thought of a different fun fact then. <laughs> you literally started this segment and you didn't spend the last month coming up with no. a Lindsay Starling fun bird Listen, fact. Listen, I'll drop... <sighs> so, does anyone else have one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. I'm just ragging on you. <laughs> All right, the fun fact screw it. We're just dropping it now because whatever. The reason Lindsay doesn't like magic is that magic killed his older brother. Oh. Ooh. His older brother, Petey the parrot. Petey was about like 70 years old <laughs> when Lindsay was born. And uh, Lindsay loved his older brother. But when Lindsay grew up, Petey got sick. So being in a household with a very superstitious mom, Lindsay put a healing crystal in Petey's cage. And Petey swallowed the healing crystal and choked on it and died. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, oh. Petey is actually a parrot. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's amazing. Ever since that, Lindsay has hated magic. (laughs) I didn't mean to traumatize Lindsay by having a dwarf stick a whole box of magic crystals on a table in front of him. Well, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay's reasons Uh, for hating magic aren't even particularly good. Wow. What? Uh, That's a a great story. Screw you. I mean, I'm sure that Lindsay feels very strongly about it. That shade. Miss Crane. Um, I think I do have one. So Thea has thought on numerous occasions about changing her last name. Oh, <laughs> and I think has has penned several articles under the last name Carter, but they all got thrown out. Oh, oh no! 
That's all I got. Venus continued like professional um, pre success, could like constantly <laughs> sense. <laughs> I do. Oh my goodness. I'm just going to make something up on the spot. Reason that Quinn doesn't lie is because when they were in high school, they had a PE requirement and Quinn actually didn't make the PE requirement. And so he lied to the teacher and said he did. They did. They and then they got called out on it and in big trouble. And by big trouble, I mean like you're 15 and you get sent to the office. Big trouble, but it was a big deal. I was almost waiting for you to say that like they had to do like a bazillion push-ups and and now that's also why they're swole. Like <laughs> <laughs> And since then, they have never failed a PT requirement. Oh. <laughs> Is that everyone? We've got a Firestone and a Lantern and clothing and the Dilly Doll. <laughs> Quinn looks over at the doll and <laughs> turns the other direction. <laughs> the doll's head turns and follows you. Play with me, Quinn. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dram just kind of shudders. <laughs> that Dilligan has such a sense of humor. My God. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hatsworth kind of drags you guys around for the afternoon, grabbing essentially like outdoor camping gear and clothing. If you have armor or weapons on your sheet, we can kind of assume if you didn't already own them that we picked them up in this process. Yay! Is there anything that you want to look at really specifically gear-wise? Quinn asks if the ruby can be affixed to their shield that they pick up. Patsworth looks thoughtful for a sec and then says, I don't see why not. And they uh, give orders to the armorer to have it set. All your things will be brought over to the siren this evening. So while you're shopping, Chetty actually pulls Thea aside. She looks a little worried. Uh, yes? A word, if you don't mind. Uh, certainly. I think you have maybe perhaps a sense of that uh, family can be a little bit complicated, Miss Thea. God, even Patsworth is bringing it up. (laughs) Thea blinks and tilts her head to the side and squints her eyes. Family is complicated, yes. Very much so. Mr. Willanek mentioned in his little talk with you all this morning that there's a suspicion of sabotage. Something I think he didn't and wouldn't have thought of or mentioned, at least, is that... They 
glance around and kind of lower their voice a little, and they say, Wally and his son haven't always seen eye to eye on the operations of this business, Miss Crane. I don't think Mr. Wilenick would ever want to think of it this way, but while you're doing your investigation, you may bear in mind that this might not be something that was lower down in the ranks, so to speak. Uh, why are you telling just me? They kind of cock their head at you, almost confused why you would ask, and they say, well, because you were my pick. (laughs) She nods quickly and then goes to reach in her bag for her notebook and then stops herself and then, like, doesn't know what to do with her hands, and so she crosses her arms and just listens. I don't think Miss Rolanik would ever want to think ill of the son. And I don't think that Wally Jr. necessarily thinks ill of his father in such a way, but you know how these things can go. Things get complicated. People see things in different ways. I don't know what to expect now. They pat you crisply on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Not to worry, Miss Thea. I have full confidence that you will figure it out. Full confidence, huh? All right, perhaps 80% confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Thea Thea lets out a nervous chuckle (laughs) and then just nods, well, all right, I'll keep that to myself, I I guess, and try to to do my, my best. You needn't keep it from the group if you think it becomes pertinent. I more just want someone to have it on their mind, just in case. Well, it's definitely on my mind now. That seems to be all that they really have to say, and so they kind of, like, give you another pat on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Christia. I appreciate you looking into it. Uh, right. I'll... I'll do that. I'll keep keep an eye out, for sure. And then Thea awkwardly lingers and then runs after her group. (laughs) (laughs) So it's late afternoon, early evening. Chetty does remind you, Quinn, that your name is Finley Bargles and to please wear a headscarf. (laughs) 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 May I have a piece of paper, Mix Chetty? Absolutely, uh, Nixania, and they sort of pat around and pull, pull out a notebook and they rip out a page for you. Quinn writes down Finley Bargles. Bargles. <laughs> Quinn writes down Finley Bargles, folds a piece of paper, and puts it in their pocket. <laughs> Do you wear the scarf? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the scarf. I guess they could like arrange the scarf around the horns. <laughs> But then the horns are sticking up out of the scarf, and it just looks weird. Okay. You guys are walking back to the inn. You said Quinn's horns are sticking out of their scarf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're with the rest of the group that you were with earlier. And as you're walking, mm-hmm. you... Uh, everyone roll perception. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, still rolling with disadvantage. I got a seven. 
I'm playing with my Dilly doll. I got a six. <laughs> Today, Hargrave is about as perceptive as Lindsay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nine, though. I got a three. Oh, I might Jesus. be distracting all of you with my Dilly doll. Hey, guys, look what it can say. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Say, you're my best friend. I hate you. <laughs> God. I mean, it's, it needs a few tweaks, but I think it's it's, it's pretty neat, huh? Hey, uh, hey, hey, you there. You guys are walking along, like, looking in horror on the Dilly Doll. Um, <laughs> As you're going. Um, and you look up and you have just been stopped by what you would recognize as three Heptade Order members. There's a member of the Order of the Glove, which is kind of like the CIA, like spies and stuff. And then he's backed up by two members of the Order of the Gauntlet wearing chainmail. And so they all kind of are in the um, burgundy and black official suits of the Heptade Orders. And he is pointing at Quinn. You there. Take, take, take off your scarf. Quinn takes off their scarf very slowly. The glove operative is kind of a nervous looking male human with like kind of greased back hair. And he immediately pulls out a crossbow and trains it on you. <gasps> uh, one of the gauntlet people, like a halfling, who's, oh, Wait, 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 wait. I think we may be overreacting. We don't know what the situation is here yet. This could be a mistake. I, I, identify yourself. They're with us. Quinn. They're with Epic. Quinn had been standing kind of at the back of the group following everyone, but they step between everyone and take enough steps forward that the crossbow bolt, if it gets shot, couldn't hit any of their teammates, and says, I do believe there is a misunderstanding here. Identify yourself. Uh, If you don't know it, you can roll history. (laughs) No, they don't lie. Oh! Oh no! Hargrave kind of groans and steps forward and says, Oh, his name's Finley Bargles. He's not who you're looking for. Trust me, I made the same mistake just earlier today. Do you you have identification? Yeah, of course. Hargrave takes out some form of identification. Not you, them. Them? Oh, hell, Fano. Well, did you bring your fake ID with you that Chetty gave you before you went on your trip? (laughs) No, it's sitting back. I'm terribly sorry, sir. My ID seems to have been left in the end room. His finger is kind of trembling on the trigger, and then the halfling says again, No, no, no. Why don't we just... Why don't we just take them back to the captain? We can sort it out. It will be fine. Thea moves forward and takes out a notebook and says, I'm Thea Crane. I'm with the Anaconda Standard, and I would like to know why you're holding up my friend. This this person looks a lot like Quinn Anya, who's a very dangerous fugitive who recently... Oh, well, that's not very nice to assume, is it? So what did you say your name was? Uh, 
You need to roll history now. <laughs> I am Lieutenant Dave. <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Dave. And who's your supervisor? Captain Bob. <laughs> wow, what a fancy world you've created. This rich tapestry of Captain Bob. Hey, fucking really dog. And how do I get a hold of Captain Bob? We'll bring you to them right now, actually. And um, now he's training the crossbow on you. No, now, Dave, you're doing it again. And the other gauntlet member reaches out and puts their hand on the crossbow and lowers it down. <laughs> Talked about this. I'm with the press. This is unfair treatment of the press. Let us pass. Um, excuse me. Treatment of the press doesn't mean you just get to walk around with fugitives with, like, no consequences. We're taking you back to the station. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're taking you back to the station. Get along now. And Dave starts shaking his crossbow at Quinn again. How, if we go straight back to the station, how might I retrieve my ID? Dave pauses. We'll... <laughs> Dave. <laughs> we'll, we'll send a courier. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> a courier to break into his inner room, that seems kind of rude. And probably not something that a courier would do. We're here on epic business. Dave and the other two are all giving you a look up, like, so what? Does the person that you're looking for work for Epic? Not, not that I know of. Come on, we're going back to the station now. And he, he's like almost prodding you with the crossbow. And the halfling is just like, no, 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 no. Let's look. Why don't we all just go back to the station and, you know, sort this out? Hargrave sort of stretches and gets this look on his face like... This happens literally all the time and moves to follow them. Due to his his um, experience as a private investigator, though notably in a different place, does he know anybody who might listen to him here in town? Roll history. I got a 13. You know that the captain... The local captain of the local glove cell is named Skylar Diggins, but you don't know them, like, well. You've heard of them, and you've heard that they're, like, a little temperamental, but that's kind of all you know. Well, that's all that Hargrave really needs. He says to the others, like... (laughs) No, he doesn't say it to the lieutenant. He says it to the others. He says... Oh, don't worry about it. Let's just go with him. I'll talk to Skylar Diggins, and he knows me. He knows who I am. Dave is giving you a very suspicious look now, like, you know Captain Diggins? Well, I am a private investigator. I know I know people. The halfling is saying, look, we'll just, we'll figure it out. Right, right, fine. Oh, sorry, I keep playing with the dice in my hand. Dan's giving me evil eye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hatley, uh, you... You take the gnome and go back to where they're going and, and get the ID, okay? Um, and the rest of us are going to go to the station. The other gauntlet official is the tall tiefling woman with a broken horn and a long sword. And so she just kind of rolls her eyes. Oh, okay, let's go. What's your name? 
Uh, as I'm like groaning, the doll is also mimicking me, going. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving it a super freaked out look. <laughs> uh, Lin- Lindsay Starling, you you can't do this. All right, come on. No. Come on, Starling. And meanwhile, Dave and Bob are come on, come oning the rest of you in the other direction. Yeah, Hargrave goes with them. Thea goes, but she's interrogate reporting them the entire time. Interrogating a whole bunch of <laughs> the entire time because she's super offended that this is happening. <laughs> so now there is one Agent Hatley dragging Lindsay off toward the inn to fetch quote unquote Finley Bargles. ID documents <laughs> and Lieutenant Dave and Agent Bob are taking the rest of you back to the local Heptade headquarters. You're still all together but you're about to be split up. Quinn says uh, I would be more than happy to accompany you back to the headquarters uh, however I would like to know specifically on what charges you are bringing me in uh, Agent Bob Agent Bob opens his mouth to start to answer and then Lieutenant uh, Dave jumps in and says no charges just, you're a wanted fugitive you can't just be running around we, we're we gonna go talk to the commander and, and figure this out but if there are no charges you do not have jurisdiction to take me in what do you think this is the United States <laughs> it's Port Nora <laughs> <laughs> to say otherwise would be tiefling profiling. Well, if it were... I am not the only person that has horns, you know. Oh. <laughs> oh. And uh. Quinn is, like, dead-eyeing Lieutenant Dave. <laughs> uh, Agent Bob kind of side-nutters to Agent Dave. You know that Kasney's going to agree with that. Um, and <laughs> And Lieutenant Dave is like... It, it's not profiling. Like, if it were any other descriptor, we've had several reports in the last couple days of Quainania being cited and reported. And, and the, the, look, the, the captain will sort this out. What? Did really? Sources say that particular name? Or just a tiefling with horns? Because all tieflings have horns, for the most part. Not like yours. <laughs> he's like he's like turning really red and looking very nervous. Uh, roll persuasion. Okay. Uh, I'm so afraid. Fourteen. <laughs> Lieutenant Dave. He is just sweating bullets and is like, well, th- well, we'll need to see your documents just in case. Of course. Well, that's what Come with Lindsay us is going the... back for. So. <laughs> Lindsay's like having a panic attack. <laughs> you said your ID is back at your inn? Yes, uh, it's back at the Bowl of Paradise Inn. Bob is kind of muttering under his breath again to over to uh, Lieutenant Dave. That's the epic place. <laughs> yes, I know that. Shut up. <laughs> um, fine, we will accompany you back to the Bird of Paradise and check your documents. Of course. Thea is like side eyeing them and writing down everything that happens and what they're saying. <laughs> Quinn starts walking to the Bird of Paradise. All right. So you all just head back to the inn? Yeah. So. Yep. 
This is like a trust fall. I'm I'm trusting you. <laughs> Quinn smiles ever so slightly. When you guys get back to the inn, you're in the lobby and the the attendant like at, you know, the welcoming counter or whatever looks not alarmed, but they definitely look up when they see the agents and stuff. So as Quinn is walking in, they make eye contact with the front desk and say, I am such an airhead. I left my identification up in my room and these fine gentlemen here seem to be under the impression that I'm someone who I'm not. So I'm going to set the record straight and then I apologize for any inconvenience to you and yours. Yeah, their their face is very placid. They're like, of course, Mix Bargles. Um, absolutely, we will keep an eye on everything here. And Quinn just like beelines up to their room, grabs the fake ID, and beelines back down. <laughs> <laughs> and then, very willingly, hands over the fake ID to the agents. And stands just close enough that it's very apparent they're six and a half feet tall. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Lieutenant Dave, just like, he seemed kind of nervous this whole time, but he is like super red and sweaty around the neck and kind of like pulling at his collar. (laughs) Um, And uh, he, he looks over the documents and is looking extremely strained and then gives like a cross look to you and then to the desk attendant and and thrust them back. He's like, all right, um, everything everything seems to be in order here. Fine. Um, apologies for, for disturbing you. He looks so upset. Oh, it is perfectly all right. Have a wonderful evening, Lieutenant Dave and Agent Bob and Agent Atley. Yeah, whatever. Yes, um, I'm so sorry that we interrupted you. Um, all of you have a good evening. Um, right. <sighs> sorry. Have a good night. Let's go. (laughs) And uh, they go heading out. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like the one thing I wasn't expecting. Margrave gives them just like a little wave as they're leaving. (laughs) Thea snaps her little notebook shut. Very nice. When they're gone, Quinn turns and faces the three of you and bows really deeply. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, that was as much fun as I've had all day. Thank goodness for paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Thea rolls her eyes. (laughs) All right, so what do you guys want to do in the evening? Eat my shame away in cake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's kind of like an in there's I guess there's room service, but there's also like a, a nice, quiet in building restaurant if you guys want to eat together or if you just want to like hide in your room and shame eat cake. That's fine, too. <laughs> I think Thea's going to go take a nice long bath in her bedroom. <laughs> Quinn will eat in the restaurant and invite anyone else to join them. Yeah, Hargrave readily joins Quinn. He doesn't eat as much as Quinn does. Quinn, they, they for dinner, have a giant salad with a, a giant cooked potato with 
grilled zucchini and other greens, like zucchini and squash, seasoned with seasoning. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) That good old seasoned seasoning. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Seasoned with seasoning, yes. Listen. Um, the, the local spices, I I guess, and then pro- and some some wine also. We're here on the bill of Epic, right? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, Hargrave only has one day of this vacation left before he th- thinks that things will get significantly less vacationy. <laughs> He's having the oyster platter all to himself. Oh, nice! <laughs> it's fresh caught, like. This morning, you know, Port Nara, they have great seafood here. Yeah, gotta gotta have oysters if you're on the coast. I, I just imagine Thea in her bedroom, like, takes a long bath, orders in some sort of food, and then just kind of sits with her lantern. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining her, like, scrunched up in the tub, like, eating a sandwich in the bathtub, <laughs> staring at this lantern, which is, like, perched on the on the vanity or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you got it! You got it! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> is, is anyone else joining Quinn and Hargrave for dinner? No. L- Lindsay's in a bathtub staring at a doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh my That's God. a much cre- creepier. I'm, I'm going to take the t- time to attune to my doll. So I, I take bath time with my doll, and then I also <laughs> take some time to familiarize myself with the epic guide to adventuring so that I know all the rules in the handbook for our whatever's to come. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to talk at all, or are you just kind of having a, a quiet... Uh, Quinn has one question for Hargrave. You sounded like you knew the Order of the Gauntlet lead agent here. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say closely, uh, but when you're in the uh, investigative business, you get to know people. Oh, have you done work for them before? Oh, well, I've gotten in the way of their work before. That's sort of the same thing. Yeah, things do not go so swell if you get in the way of the order in the wrong sort of way. Quinn is looking thoughtfully into the distance and then says, I don't believe our paths ever crossed, though. No, I don't think so. I do know who you are, though, from the papers. And speaking of that, what brought you into all of this? I mean, wouldn't be surprised if it were the same thing as me. More or less had to skip town. More, l- less obvious reasons than yours. Hargrave uh. <laughs> <laughs> takes a sip of the champagne that he's drinking. Quinn uh, <laughs>, laughs just a little bit. Uh, Mr. Wallenick offered a clean slate in return for my services on this mission, uh, seeing as I would very much like to see my parents and my siblings again. I took him up on the offer. Yeah, that makes sense. More or less how it happened with me, too. Except I was uh, 
about to leave town anyway? How fortunate. Yes. <laughs> and so far, the vacation has been quite good. Eats another one of the oysters. <laughs> you see Quinn try not to make a face at the, like, oyster slurp. <laughs> They're pretty good, especially with some lemon. Want to try? No, 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 thank you. <laughs> Quinn takes another drink of wine. <laughs> and then just starts shuffling food into their mouth. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go get a bit of a walk-in before it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Good evening, uh, Mr. Bargles. <laughs> Quinn it takes a solid like 30 seconds for Quinn to recover from that and they end up saying to like Targrave's back as he's leaving and you as well Mr. Wren Quinn is going to take cake up to Lindsay and Thea. Aww. <laughs> They're both in the bathtub. <laughs> Who are you going to hit up first, Quinn? <laughs> I guess Thea's room, because it's the first one on the way to Quinn's. Thea, you hear a knock at your door. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of splashing. And then and Thea is going to get out of the bathtub and put on like a hotel robe mm-hmm. and kind of bundle up her hair in one of the hotel towels. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going to dry off her feet and go to the door <laughs> and just kind of crack it open and you're out. <laughs> Uh, Quinn is standing there holding a piece of cake, like two plates of with pieces of cake on them. <laughs> and you says, oh, I'm so sorry for uh, interrupting. I thought you might like a piece of cake, and I also wanted to apologize again for the inconvenience this evening. <laughs> Thea just blinks and then opens the door a little wider and cuffs. And smiles kind of warmly at at Quinn and then slowly takes the cake. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good evening. Thea just kind of inquisitively stares at Quinn like she has another thought in her mind and slowly closes the door. And then goes back to the bathtub with the cake. <laughs> Quinn knocks on Lindsay's door. Oh, no. <laughs> and I splish splash out of the bath. And I put on a burgundy Hugh Hefner robe and I walk to the door. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is standing there holding a plate with a piece of cake on it. And says, I thought you might like a piece of cake 
for the evening, and also I wanted to apologize again for the inconvenience. Hmm. Thank you. Truly, the paperwork saved the day. Yes, it did. And hey, you redeemed yourself for that trust fall. <laughs> we truly have great teamwork. Its tail twitches behind them. And they say, I do look forward to working with this team. Mm, me too. And I just abruptly close the door. <laughs> Quinn's tail sags a little bit and they walk to their room. So you all are weekend, actually, like before dawn, it's still dark out. You, you get a full night's sleep, but it's still dark out when an attendant comes and knocks at your doors, respectively, like bringing plates of breakfast, but basically saying, um, uh, Miss Patsworth is, is here to pick you up. I believe they would like to get you down to the docks as soon as possible. Yeah. I don't think the meeting time was until, yeah, for a few hours yet. Can I help you? That was the original meeting time. I believe Mix Patsworth is concerned due to the events of last evening that you, um, expedite <laughs> your trip out of the port. Oh, I see. I see. So yeah, I'll be down sorry. in a bit. <laughs> so it's still another half hour, though. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just imagining him in there, like, tweezing his brows and, like, <laughs> I don't know, doing elf, you know, face mask things. <laughs> I honestly think Thea would just get up due to like anxiety and then would awkwardly make the bed and then realized that they were going to do that anyway. <laughs> Quinn is not far behind you. Uh, slightly less sugar than normal coffee. <laughs> Thought of doing business is all the excitement Lindsay needs. No coffee. When you get down to the, like, the breakfast courtyard area, Chetty is, is down there already waiting for you. If you weren't awake already, Chetty's jacket does it. Um, they're wearing just a blindingly lemon yellow frock coat <laughs> this morning. Um, even though it's like still kind of dim and there's like you know lamps and stuff lit, it's still just like kind of eye searing to look at. They're just kind of buzzing with energy. <laughs> Good morning! <laughs> Quinn sheepishly pulls up a scarf over their horns and, like, ties it under their chin. <laughs> ah, excellent. I suppose we won't be needing this then. <laughs> Patsworth hands off. They had, like, a massive hat with just, like, junk all over the top of it. Like, <laughs> feathers and massive flowers. I like that better. Quinn grabs the hat from Jenny, <laughs> pulls down the scarf, puts on the hat. <laughs> Yeah, it, it takes a little maneuvering to put on, but your horns are completely masked within just the the enormous mess of nonsense that's on top of this broad-brimmed hat. <laughs> it clashes horribly with the rest of what Quinn is wearing. <laughs> Alrighty, is that everyone? Off we go. So Patsworth waves you all to follow them as you all head down to the docks. It's cool and misty in the port. You, you can just see the faintest brushings of light blue starting to hit 
the horizon and it's very quiet in the streets and so they take you down to the harbor where things are kind of picking up a bit it seems like you know fishermen are are casting off and starting their days but they lead you down to the docks where a merchant ship is anchored it's kind of i don't know how much you know about 17th century ships but it's it's not really um uh sort of sort of a cargo ship it's more of a little kind of corvette or sixth rate frigate type of boat so it's a a very small military style boat the kind that would generally accompany a convoy of merchant ships to protect them so it's maybe 100 feet long three masts you see um a row of small cannon up on the first deck there's people running around in the pre-dawn light like getting stuff ready, like throwing cargo around, um, running things up and down a gangplank. And as you come down this long wooden dock over the water, there's two people at the end of the dock. And it seems like they're fighting about something. As you're approaching, you see they're about the same height. It's an elven woman who's like porcelain pale, wearing a captain's kind of one of those bicorn, like taco style hats, and a dark green and black coat, which you know is the colors of uh, Epic, and is very like sharp and prim looking. And then she's arguing with a man. It's a a half elven man dressed all in green and khaki. It kind of looks like a pair of cargo shorts, 850 utility belts, and then threw them up all over itself. Um, His pockets have pockets. You're not sure why any tailor agreed to make such a thing. And then he's got kind of shaggy, wavy, golden blonde hair done up in a man bun and like a little monkey clinging to his shoulder as he gestures and gesticulates at this woman. So um, you're coming down the docks, but as soon as they see Chetty's absurd neon coat from the corners of their eye, they both stop arguing and turn to face you guys. Ah, uh, Captain Kelburn, uh, Mr. Dean, I I have your party here for you. And the woman in in the coat and the captain's hat nods crisply and she says welcome and good morning I am Captain Kilburn, I'm the captain of the ES Siren here and we'll be escorting you to the island and the guy as soon as she stops to take a breath, it seems like she might have been about to say something more but he immediately jumps in and says well good day there, I'm Gobanzo Dane I'll be your guide on the island I'm I'm so excited to go (laughs) did you say Garbanzo B? Garbanzo Dane. Oh. You can call me Dane. <laughs> I'm Thea Crane. I'm with the Anaconda Standard. Thea Crane, are you any relation to... <laughs> and uh, Kelburn, like, elbows him sharply in the arm. Ow! <laughs> Lindsay's nodding furiously in the back. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know my the rest of you fine folks be... Yeah, Parker, another member of the uh, D-team. I think we're the D-team. Did you take over the other ones, too? Oh, no, it'll be my first time back in uh, quite a while. I'm really chuffed uh, for the opportunity. Um, Go ahead and roll perception. Or insight, actually. Uh, 16. I got a 16. I have a 7. Miss Crane... Oh my god, I rolled a natty 20. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so... That never happens. <laughs> um, Quinn, it's, it's kind of 
dark and you're kind of tired and <laughs> maybe the evening's catching up with you a little bit. Um, but this guy seems nice uh, and this sure is a cool boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Lindsay and Hargrave, you notice um, when uh, when Dean kind of steps forward to um, to shake your hands, um, his left leg like thumps oddly on the deck, like it doesn't sound like his other footstep. Um, and Thea, you both notice that, and when when Dean starts talking about how excited he is to go to the island, Captain Kelburn is looking. Like she kind of has a bit of a resting bitch face going on, but her eyes narrow and her arms like tighten even more where they're crossed over her chest. Like she seems pretty unhappy with the situation. Ah, uh, something wrong. What? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> there just seems to be a bit of unhappiness. Oh well. Uh- me and, uh, Kelvin, it's Captain Kelburn, Dean. Uh, me and Captain Kelburn, uh, uh, well, you know, it's a bit of an early morning and everyone's cranky and uh, it's it's nothing, just normal work. Think, shut up, Dean. Just get, let's, everyone, why don't we just get on the ship? <laughs> Mix Fatsworth, will you be accompanying us? Uh, I think there might be a couple of uh, logistical things I might work out with you, if that's all right. But uh, Dean is certainly, I think, perfectly capable of showing these fine books around the ship, don't you think? Uh, If you insist, of course. (laughs) Please welcome aboard. Yes, absolutely! Oh, um, let's go, everyone. This is going to be such a great trip. It's such a wonderful island. There's such beautiful beasties there. This this is going to be what? Shut the team? Let's just do the job. Hello, this is our first broadcast from Underbelly Studios. Are we supposed to keep things brief? I don't want to listen to this kind of thing. We are Constance and Patient. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pat. The podcast kit is Pat's podcast. We started this show for monsters, dare I say, all creatures from the nether realms, as a means for you to vent your troubles, acquire good advice, and discover new tools that will make you a better monster. Yes, so that you can terrorize humankind in all your full glory. Hopefully, you'll join us on our journey to serve our Lord Hades and all of monster kind. Here for the bad guys. Have a salty and pleasurable evening, monsters. Bye-bye. Yeah, listen to our show. Good night. Check us out or say hello on Instagram or Twitter at Pat's Podcast Kit. Coming to ear holes everywhere you listen to podcasts. March 17th, 2021.